0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No process forward prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to After Extra Time. I'm your host Greeny and joining me today are my two co-host, and first of all, my uh, co-founder, Mr. Alex Jackson.
3: Hello, mate. How
2: are you? All good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not so bad. Thanks. Good. Shall we introduce the next Muppet? Oh,
3: it's a bit harsh (laughs) Muppet. I mean, yeah, but yeah, why not?
2: (laughs) And secondly, introducing Mr. Jack Godfrey.
1: Yeah, the Muppet was harsh, but I'm all right, boys. How are
2: you? All good, mate. Yeah, oh very good. We've got lo- loads of well, say loads of stuff. But, uh we've got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Um I'll crack on and let's go straight in. Uh Jacko going to the EFL. Obviously a mm. load of cup games been played again. Um yeah. any what stood out to you?
3: Uh I have to go with Millwall beating Crawley quite comfortably on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> you, you got it did <laughs> not you um, <laughs> well by the sounds of it it's more exciting than Derby just barely beating Barrow on penalties though isn't it
1: oh well we had to make interesting, <laughs> and take it all the way didn't we
3: uh, yeah I'm pretty sure that wasn't how you thought
1: um, <laughs> I don't want to go fraud in results lads but
2: yeah Jacko elaborate a bit more on Millwall's game and, and yeah the, it was, uh, it, was
3: played. it was a good run out to be fair um, we looked comfortable but at the same time, we looked a bit shaky at the back. Now, whether or not that's, they're just not used to, I don't know, they've switched off after the, the few weeks they've had break, or there's a bit of tired legs there, I don't know. Um, but apart from that, um, we, we had a good game. Woods was instrumental in the centre of the field, Um, but then he was given quite a lot of time and space by the, uh, the, the calling midfielders, So he had a lot of opportunities to, to pick out his passes. Um, Malone looked good for his second debut. Um, We had a bit of an interesting start with right wing back. We had Romeo out injured, Scalic out injured. So we had to play a centre midfielder at right wing back. Um, He he did okay for the job he needed to do. Um, But, yeah, we're just rolling on for, for next Saturday now. And, you know, a nice home draw against Cheltenham in the second round and a potential... Game against Burnley or Sheffield United in the third follow. So, yeah, I think that's, um, it's a good start for us. Um, it gave us. It gives us a lot of confidence going into the season as well. I think um, we, we were sort of, me and the old man were wondering yeah. if we could kick on. Yeah, that's right. Quite... So, yeah, it seems to have
2: started well. Good. Are you still with me, lads? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, I just I lost you there, boys. Apologies. Um, Jack. Tell us a bit about your derby Where did it all go wrong?
1: Uh, <laughs> I can't can't comment much on it Because uh, I only watched the first 20-30 minutes Because I was uh, playing football Saturday But from what I watched, mate um, It was just the same old derby We had a lot of possession But we just didn't create anything with it um, mm. Obviously, I think from afar From what I've seen and stuff people have said And just, you know from my own account i think we're missing obviously missing rooney missing lawrence missing Waggon, so that's three pretty key players in, in the attacking wise um but it just highlights the massive need that we need and that's wingers and possibly another striker mm. um i mean at the end of the day positives is a clean sheet and we're through to the next round at the end of the day i mean it's obviously i expected it to be a lot more comfortable than it was but uh we're <clears> through to the next round. That's, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I think little stand, little shout out to Kelly Ruse, who's in golfers Obviously, he saved uh, two or three penalties to win mm. the penalty shootout to so him. But just while you're mentioning, obviously, a couple of standout fixtures. There wasn't really any standouts to me, but I think a lot of um, championship sides went out. I think about eight teams went out. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know whether that's because of uh, international breaks, people missing because of teams not being sharp because of Corona or I, I don't know what for, but
3: it's, mm. for me, that seemed like a lot of
1: teams to be going out of the first, first round. I mean, you get the usual upset, but mm-hmm. eight seemed like
3: a lot to me. I think, I think Jack will agree with this though, but we're not going to moan at that at all. No, I'm just going to, I'm just looking at them now. So you add Huddersfield, Forest, um, Rotherham, to uh, Salford, Norwich, got, uh, Norwich, uh, Northampton beat Cardiff, smashed Cardiff, Swansea. which was a massive surprise. Um, Swansea. Yes, losing yeah. to Newport as well. So, yeah, there was there was quite a few championship sides. Birmingham lost to Cambridge. Yeah, as that as well. So, yeah. it, it sort of begs the question, because obviously we don't know how the lineups were, but it, it sort of, it goes back to that glorified pre-season friendly thing. I know Greeny said that he didn't sort of rate the, the first couple of rounds of the League Cup. But you mm-hmm. wonder if a couple of these championship sides went down that same route, sort yep. of just to give mm-hmm. a, another set of players an extra ninety minutes, because obviously Brentford got to, took to penalties by Wickham on Sunday as well. Um, so yeah, so a few questions to ask, uh, especially of of uh, Cardiff Swansea, um, as, as they were sort of two of the teams that were up there last season. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, while we're on the talk of EFL Cup, boys,
2: uh, obviously the second round and the third round's been made. Um, Some standout second round, Jacko, for me. is Wolves against Stoke. Another big squad. uh,
3: Sorry, squad. Uh, Another big two teams. Who would read your bets on there? Wolves. Yeah, you'd have to. I I wouldn't say that was one of the standout ties. I think Everton Salford would have been, but purely if the fact that the fans could be there. Well, Um, yeah, yeah. I think Wolves. You'd have to favour against Stoke. I'm not overly convinced about Stoke and how well they'll do this season. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting ones. Um, again, I mean, the it's biggest standout. Again, it's...
2: mate. Sorry, mate. I'm just gonna say the biggest standout in the third round, which has been drew, is Leicester.
3: Out uh, to Arsenal. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Mm.
2: An all yeah, prem uh,
3: tie. I'd have to favour Arsenal. I think for that one.
2: Well, the way they played against Liverpool in the Community Shield, then, yeah, I can't see why not, mate, to
3: be honest. But, I mean, for Harrogate have got West Brom away. Yeah, that's another um, that one. That's another big one for them. Obviously, Salford, Everton. Um, Preston Derby could be an interesting one.
1: Yeah. Um, when the draw came on, I thought... Because, for me, I wanted like another... I know, obviously, we struggled to beat Barrow, but I think... Especially in the first couple of rounds, I just fancy a lower league team. Just get yourself through, get in the hat. Um, Preston, I mean, I'm not overjoyed with getting Preston. I think we'll beat Preston because we've got a good record against Preston and we're at home. But yeah, it's it's not too bad. I think it could have been easier. It could have been harder, really. Uh, It's it's not very exciting, but yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, before we move on, boys, the
2: last two I thought as well is you have got Newcastle, Blackburn, and Bournemouth Palace.
3: No, you'd have to say yeah. Of course, you'd mentioned Blackburn; they were your Championship team last year, weren't they? They were, mate. Yeah, they're going to be up there again this year, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get Bradley Dack on the
1: show, Smut Greeny.
3: I think West Ham Charlton's a good game as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I that, think that's yeah. a nice little London derby there. Uh, I, I think. I'd like Charlton to do well. They probably won't. I don't think they'll have the, um, the squad to beat West Ham. But then again, the results have been surprising this weekend. So there is potential for them to, to knock over West Ham.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, touching off from that, boys, let's go and move on to a bit of international for the uh, listeners. Obviously, the, Nash, the Nash, uh, Nations League started, lads. Mm. England got the win just. Jaco, what do you make of that result for England? Did you find it's a bit negative result?
3: Yeah, I was a bit disappointed, to be fair. Um, I I mean, obviously, the the main talking point was the disallowed goal. Um, How it was disallowed, I I don't know. Um, The replays clearly showed that Kane was onside and and the ball went straight through to him. Um, We got lucky to get the penalty when we did. Um, Gomez was... Spare blushes when uh, Bjarnason put the ball over the bar. Walker, yeah, was was a red card. Um, all right, the first yellow card you could claim was a bit easy, but I think in the, in the state of play, that second yellow was, was deserved. Even he admitted it, and he said at, at the end of the game that he shouldn't have done something that, that reckless, um, mm. especially in the position that England were in. Um, I, I just feel we just lacked that bit of creativity, I feel. Um, I, uh, ironically, I think it would have been a better game to play Grealish instead of Ward-Prowse. Uh, th- th- I know Iceland were always sort of potential to hit us on the counter, but I think Rice in the back four uh, played really well. Um, Gomez did as well up until the bit where he gave the penalty away. So you could have sort of exchanged Ward-Prowse for a bit of extra creativity with, with Grealish there. Um uh, it, it's a job done but it's not a convincing job done uh, I think it's going to be a bigger task for us now against Denmark um, obviously there's a lot of shakeups now after what, what came out today and Walker being sent off so yeah it would be interesting to see how he sets up on, on, on Tuesday Yeah do you think he'll make many
2: changes Jacko or well... Obviously, yeah, it, obviously you got the changes with obviously the red card and stuff. I mean, who do you reckon will come in?
3: Yeah. Um, I need to have a look at the England squad again, to be fair. Um, where you've got players like uh, who didn't
2: play was Mings, Henderson, Phillips, Grealish, Keane, Connor Cody, mate of the Niles, Mason Mount.
3: Yeah. So, you could bring in... Um, Mike Maitland-Niles for Walker, mm. uh, unless he was going to go three at the back and then you'd have Mings, Gomez and Dyer. Um Obviously, Bowdoin going home, you'd need a creative spark, so that could potentially be Grealish's first game. Or is he likely to go with now? Um, Greenwood's off the bench. I, I don't think he'd make a lot more changes, but obviously I think Maitland-Niles is more than likely to come in, um, unless he wants to change his style completely for the truth to Jesus' game. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: Jack, obviously it's come out today, Foden and Nathan Greenwood uh, uh, left the England camp after unacceptable breach of coronavirus quarantine guidelines in Iceland. Now, what do you make of that palaver? What's going on?
1: Uh it's just brainless, isn't it? Again, we, obviously, me and Jack, I spoke a couple of pods back on the the Celtic one and aladdin oh, one, and uh, same same sort of thing, really. I mean, you representing England. Both Foden and Greenwood got their debuts this weekend, and to mm-hmm. then throw it to throw it away, and then do what they did, and then obviously be kicked out of the England squad again. It's just silly, really. I mean, you know, with um, with what's going on, people just, especially, more so, like, footballers, and celebrities, and that, you know, people need, especially kids, as I've spoken about on here before, need people to look up to, and seeing young lads doing stuff like that, you know, it just doesn't set a good example to uh, to kids, who obviously need someone to look up to, but, yeah, I just, I think they're young, aren't they? That's probably the only excuse I could give them. Um, Mm. Other than that, there's not really much, much else to say, other than the fact that, yeah, they're young. They probably got caught up in it being away and that. Obviously, girls, obviously, was the issue with it. And they obviously think, you know, they play for England and stuff like that. And girls see that as, like, you know, as attractive and whatnot. And, yeah, ultimately, it's cost them, which is a shame. It's a shame for England as well, because obviously, Foden and Greenwood are both, you know, really good talents. Young lads for England as well. And it's just a shame that they won't play on Tuesday now.
2: Yeah, it's a massive uh, blow, really. I mean, as well while we're on it, Jack, do you reckon um, their clubs will take a bit of action against it as well or do you think they'll let it pass?
1: Um, they might get a stern talking to. I don't think that they'll find them. They might do, I don't know. Uh, but I just think they'll probably get a ticking off, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll probably look back on it and regret it and, you know, feel a bit sore about it. But, you know, th- these things are two young lads and I'm sure eventually, you know, people will forget about it. I'm sure they'll probably forget about it tomorrow when England play and it all will be forgotten and, you know, they'll be looking ahead now to, to the Premier League games of the weekend.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jack, i just quickly on the uh, Nations League, mate. Obviously, Germany drew one-all with Switzerland. Spain. Sorry, that was a banker for you. Germany-Switz.
3: No, they're both... No, they're, they're... Germany played Spain on Friday night. Yeah, they played Switzerland. Well, yeah, I'm
2: on... I'm on Sorry, I'm on, I'm on Sunday's fixtures. I oh, I <laughs> Sorry mate, yeah. Spain won four nil against Ukraine and then Switzerland drew one with Germany. Right,
3: okay. Sorry, I haven't realized what you it. make it? obviously it's a certain
2: you would have thought that was a
3: certain win for Germans. I mean yeah. what do you make of that one? Um I think if personally if I was Germany I would have taken six points from this weekend. Um mm-hmm. I think Germany one of the best sides in Europe. Um so, yeah, I, I think Lowe would be disappointed coming away with 2-1-all draws. Um, mm. Especially with the fact that, that, you know, German football has been going since May, June. So they've got yeah. the match, you know, they've got match fitness there. All right, they've had a couple of weeks off, but they, they've still had that, that run out. So, again, as I say, I would have expected them to beat Spain and Switzerland. But more, more so Switzerland more comfortably um, than probably against Spain, but I, I still would have expected six points. Yeah, I would have as well. And while you're on it, Jacko, just quickly
2: before we move on, Wales have dropped six points out of two games mm. with two 1-0 wins. I mean, obviously, Giggs is showing his class as a manager at the minute.
3: Yeah, I... I think both games were well. They they scored late goals in both of them. Mm. Um, I know they did. Obviously, yesterday. Um, again, it's six points. You, you you've got to, you've got to praise them for getting the results they needed. Um, I think I watched a bit of the Bulgaria game yesterday. They weren't overly convincing, um, but again, it's it's another three points. So fair play to them.
1: They're not playing anyone a great. Thing though, they played Finland and Bulgaria. I was reading reading into a stat yesterday and it said something about like Giggs in his last six games and they can this continue just three goals. But I thought, yeah, fair enough, you can only beat what's put in front of you. But I mean, they're hardly beating anyone of any you know talent or recognition. I mean, like Bulgaria, yeah, okay, very average, Finland again, average. And then I, I just, I just think you look at the home nations, and obviously they don't have the disposal that England do. But like Republic of Ireland lost mm. to Finland last night. Northern Ireland drew to um, was it? I can't remember. Who it was now um, Bulgaria. You know, like just, I just, I wouldn't expect the home nations to be smashing teams like that, but you would expect them to be beating teams like that. You know, you look at Northern Ireland a couple of years ago when they was it when they got to the Euros and Wales as well. Yeah, um, I just think they're probably in a bit of a different era now, especially Northern Ireland obviously with Michael O'Neill with leaving as well
3: Yeah I, I think I, I think yeah the the Irish sides more so have sort of struggled of late there's been a lot of managerial shifts there and especially Republic of Ireland obviously Mick McCarthy mm. had gone back in charge and then for whatever reason I, I didn't see why he, he stepped down so they've had that hole to fill um, and I think the Republic of Ireland haven't been as strong as they used to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're, both sides are going through transitional phases, not necessarily for the better. But, yeah, I, I think with the Wales side of it, they have a better calibre of, of player than what they're showing. And I, I do think against some of the weaker teams, they should be making results more comfortable. But then again, it could be a case of Giggs is trying to sort of change it defensively so sort of I think, just win 1-0 I think he's, and just be happy with that
1: I think he's played a lot of young lads as well yeah. he said something about uh, like a new generation obviously you had Nico Williams yesterday that scored the goal um, yeah. you know they've got quite a lot of young lads trying to bring it through I think um, so it's, I suppose it's, it's easy to criticise and stuff like that and like I say you can only really mm. beat what's put in front of you and, and stuff like that but I think if you look at their, yeah. you look at their lineup. They've got, you know, there's not a lot of, of uh, I suppose they've got Ampadu, Bale, Brooks, James. Other than that, you got, you know, you got Morel as the young lad. I suppose you've got Ben Davies as well. It's not really, you know, wealth of talent like England have got, I suppose. But, but like,
3: no, but it's not a bad side when you list those players out. Yeah,
1: this is true. Yeah, I, sp- I suppose it is. Bearing in
3: mind, I think Brandon Williams is Welsh. Uh, Nico Williams obviously plays for, uh, for last night. Yeah, so they have got oh. a, a crop of talent coming through. I think it's playing... one of the strongest Welsh
2: teams. I agree, Jacko, mate, and I think it's probably one of the strongest
3: Welsh sides I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, I think the only yeah. the only area I think Wales are lacking is an out-and-out goal scorer. Yeah, I'd all agree. right, they've got Bradshaw. Bradshaw's not overly consistent. He, he's not you've done as Keefer, well as people anticipated. Moore, keeper Moore, is, uh, yeah, but they're not. They're he,
1: not. prolific. They're not internationally renowned for you know scoring goals. No, they?
3: they're not. Rob Robson Carnu. yeah, but he's getting on a bit now as well, yeah. so you could probably have him for another couple of seasons. It's it's no hurry. Maybe, it's no hurry,
1: Kano, Kano, is it?
3: You, you look at England. You've got Sterling, Rashford, Sounds potentially good. Greenwood. You've got Canté. Kane, you've got Sancho. That's what I there's a lot there where Wales, they've probably got players behind a striker in Brooks, Bale, and James, but there's no out and out striker, and I think that's where Wales are lacking. Yeah,
2: I think you bit it on the head again, mate. I'm in agreement with Jacko today. <laughs>
3: no, that's a
1: shot. See how long <laughs> it lasts. Yeah.
2: yeah, for the listeners out there, get in touch. Um, tell us about what you thought about your international and what you think. After extra time, 2020 at gmail com, and Jack uh, Just
3: quickly before we go, yeah. uh, before we go to the next bit, um, my mate George started listening to this pod. He sent me an email in the other day. Hey, um, Cheers, George? He was he, he was enjoying the pod. Um, was finding it funny how accurate and mainly inaccurate our predictions. Were. <laughs> yeah. um, he he wanted to know if we'd started watching the All or Nothing Spurs documentary on Amazon Prime, and if he if we have he just wants to know what, what we think of
2: it? Uh, sorry, George, but the answer to that is no, <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> my, my,
1: my answer to that is yes, so um, yeah, I'll... yeah. I started watching it uh last week, I watched um another episode today, three more came out today, and uh, there's six out, oh, they did, okay. yeah. So they come out in threes, I think. So there's, there's now six episodes out, I'm halfway for episode five. Yeah, I think it's it's another one of those things that's really good. And I think yeah. it's really good to see what goes on behind the closed doors. Because as a football fan, yeah, there's a lot of media. There's a lot of stuff on social media as well. But you don't actually get to see that much behind the scenes. You really don't, considering how big it is and how global sport is and how much technology is advanced. You don't actually get to see like in the changing rooms much. You know, you don't get to see yeah. how managers work and stuff like that. So I think documentaries like that are really eye-opening and just just a brilliant watch and I think Mourinho as well in in itself is just it's just fascinating to watch yeah I I mean if any listeners listen to this and you've not watched it get Amazon Prime and and watch it and watch the Leeds United one as well because they're both great watches and yeah, I'd advise you. Do we have it. to watch the Leeds one? Well, I mean, I enjoyed watching it because it showed the pl- they played the playoff semi-final, didn't it? When we beat them at Ellen Rose.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course But yeah. Uh, I, have you watched the Sunderland one as well?
1: I have watched the Sunderland one as well, which is, I was about to say as well, along with those yeah. two and the, the Sunderland one on Netflix. You know, stuff like that. They're great watches, especially for football fans. And yeah. even if you're not a football fan, you might enjoy it as well. It's just nice to see what goes on behind the scenes. and.
3: Do you feel, because George mentioned it in the email as well, about a lot of the things to do with Mourinho were stage, did you get that feeling about it as well?
1: Uh, I suppose you're always going to get that, aren't you? People are going to think the stuff's yeah. stage. I don't really think it is, mate. I think potentially you might play up to the cameras a little bit, but I just I can't really see that myself. I mean, I can understand why you think that, but... Um... Mm. I don't think so. I think Mourinho's got a passionate bloke anyway, and he's he's generally like that anyway. So, well, cheers, Black George, for the email,
2: yeah. mate, and Thank uh, you. I hope we receive some more. So, yeah, get in touch like George has done after extra time twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Um, again, chuck anything out of us, will we'll answer it as best we can, apart from me because I don't know it. Because um,
3: you don't watch it. I don't it. watch it. No.
2: Um, moving on. Uh, me and Jack mentioned this on the pod. Um, last episode, I think it was the messy saga, boys. Now he's staying, mm. Jacko. I mean, a big, yeah. big U-turn for him. I mean, do you reckon he still? Do you reckon he wants to play there? I would think it's just a matter of he knows he ain't going to be able to go anywhere. Uh,
3: it's, it's. I don't know. I, I just think it's a farce. Mm. I really do. Uh, I think he's. If he was that desperate to leave Barcelona. He would have stuck to his guns more. Um, I still think Barcelona would have made him out to be the villain. Obviously, he's been given the option for the end of next season to to finish as a free transfer. Um, So, depending on how well Koeman does this year, it may depend on whether or not Messi stays or goes. Um, Yeah, I I just think it's been um, a shite show. Really? Yeah. I think, Um, you know, especially when he came out afterwards and did an interview saying, oh, you know, I want to stay at Barcelona. It's like, well, you wouldn't have spent the last month Mm. desperately trying to get out of your contract if you wanted to stay. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pressure for clubs with that release clause in his contract, which obviously was still part or still regulated as part of his contract. After the June deadline, so there were there weren't going to be a lot of clubs. Obviously, it was interesting to see what the City Group tried to do. You know, the rumors were that they they put out a six hundred and twenty-three million pound deal to sign Lionel Messi to the City Group. So it would have meant he spent three years at Man City and then two years at New York. Um, but obviously, that's not that's not going ahead now. And yeah, it would just be interesting to see how he how. The relationship between the fans, club, and Messi get on with this season coming up.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jack. I don't know how you feel, but I feel, mate, with these big Spanish clubs, it's it's ran by complete arseholes, mate, and the players are just ain't got no chance, are they? I mean, Bale at Madrid, now Messi at Barca. I think it's just a money-making load of shite, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. This. You don't know whether to believe Messi or not. As it, I think you, it's hard because, like said, like Jaco said, if he wanted to leave that badly, I'm pretty sure he'd find a way out of it. And he, he obviously said he didn't want to go to court over it, which, fair enough. Uh get that. But I think um, he said something like Messi came out and said that just because they wanted Barcelona to have like a big change in players and get rid of loads of players. But surely... Barcelona are a big enough club to say do you know what we don't want you anymore and get rid of a load of players why do they need Messi to come out and say I want to leave in order for all those players to go and then him to go actually do you know what I'm going to stay now see the see the contract out yeah. just does the, I think, know, it just sounds fishy and doesn't make sense to me it Just there's something yeah,
3: right. I think Greeny hit the nail on the head last week I think it's a lot to do with marketing Yeah. I think if Messi is still in a Barcelona shirt there's still a lot of shirt sales going through people still want to see the name on the back of his shirt so mm if Barcelona can sort of eke out as much money as physically possible with the Messi brand as part of their club, I think it makes it a lot easier for them to do what they need to do business wise. Um, obviously Suarez, I believe has been confirmed that he's going to Juventus. I haven't seen the details of the deal. Mm. So, you know, I think there's a big, it's all right. Suarez hasn't done as well as he should have done over the last couple of seasons at Barcelona, but I think there's going to be a big hole there. You've got Griezmann, you've got Dembele, you've got Coutinho. There's a lot of questions over these three players as well and whether or not Barcelona are going to get rid of them. So, yeah, I, I just think Barcelona are going to do everything they can to eke out as much money out of Messi before he pulls he it quick.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm going to have to agree with Jacko. Again, um, I feel exactly the same, mate, and I feel like when you when you talk to a kid about Barcelona, the first name that comes up if you say Barcelona football club, it will be Messi. Do you know what I mean? So they make shitloads of money, and when they go, when people go on holiday, they want to go to Barcelona to the new Camp, and they want because of Messi mm. and all this. So Jacko's completely right. I think it's just let's try and get as much money as we can out of this Messi before he goes. But then I was now think to myself, who's going to want Messi after this season? Really, because he's crack, he's cracking on in age, yeah. and and. Yeah, I know where Jack was saying, oh, it's down to obviously like oh, the money side and stuff like that, but no one was ever going to pay 700 million euros to get him out of his contract. No. So,
1: think... got, You've you got to think about the wages and he's going
2: to
3: want as well. He's going to want
2: yeah. a lot, yeah. isn't he? He is, he is. And I don't think even... I think it comes up problem. to about...
3: Uh, I think it comes up to about sort of near enough a million mm. a month, mm. um, if not more, you know... Because there's there's no way he's on less than two hundred and fifty grand a week at Barcelona, right. um, especially with the prices that Bale, uh, Bale was or Real Madrid gave Bale and Ronaldo when they were there. So yeah, you, you're looking at a hell of a lot of money for one player, um, and the only sort of teams that you could realistically look at doing the business were PSG and Man City. But I feel the age thing is a factor, and there's no point in trying to go for him. Mm. with that amount of money I mean Jacko, uh, do you still
2: feel Cooman would name him as the uh, club captain or do you reckon he'll change
3: to be honest I don't know what Cooman's going to do at Barcelona he's already come in and, and shaped things in how he wants to do it not a lot of players um, seem to have agreed with it um, so there is potential for him to change it um, I don't know who we'd give that to mm. in, in all honesty um, just trying to think. Maybe Busquets, maybe PK, maybe Alba, maybe Longley. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's not many options there for him straight away. But I, I just feel, Koeman's obviously gone in with a plan of how he wants to do things. If people are going to sit with it, then great. If not, then not how, how you can go? Yeah. Um, some of these players will give him a lot of money to bring in the players he wants to for this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel it all boils down to greed, and that's for Barcelona and Real Madrid. It's the same with Bale, it's just greed, lads. They buy these big stars mm. and you see them flop when they move. I know Ronaldo never, but Bale, it, no one really hears a Bale or yet never hear him scoring goals anymore. I think he's knackered the, his the, career the, by doing that.
3: The Bale one is an interesting one. I think the Bale one he wanted to prove that he was one of the best players in the world. He was there at the time where Ronaldo was the best player or one of the best players in the world. Um, And he was always going to be in Ronaldo's shadow. Um, I I think he doesn't seem to get on with Zidane. And the Madrid fans never really took to him when he turned up. So I think he was on the back foot then. And obviously he's made points about, you know, he had the famous flag of Wales, Golf, Real Madrid, or whatever order it was, but he was explaining that Real was one of his least concerns uh, sporting-wise. You know, obviously they pulled, according to Bale, they pulled the plug on the deal for him to go to China, um, which I think would have just been the end of his career, full stop. Um, I, I do feel that Bale Shouldn't have left the Premier League. Mm. All right, he may not have necessarily stayed at Spurs. I think Man United probably would have got more out of him. Um, can- but yeah, I just think he's—I think he's personally ruined his career by going to Spain.
2: Yeah, I mean, can you can you see him coming back to the Premier League, Jack, or do you think that's him done?
1: I think there's a there's a chance, definitely, mate. Um, Spurs United potentially uh, again. He, he's get he's not getting any younger at the same yeah. time um depends how much you know those clubs in the premier League are prepared to play for him um yeah. like jack i said i i think he should have never left the Premier League, but then again you know can call him, the money comes calling him some mm. players can't, can't can't deny it um then again can he i think he's 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 still got football left to play you know he's still talented he's still a very good player. And, but um, it's just a case of whether he really wants to come back to England. Or I'm sure he's very happy sat in Spain playing golf, collecting an absolute wedge.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: I mean, just before I move on quickly, Las, Jacko, I want to ask you this question.
2: Why do you feel Messi mm. has got a massive price tag of €700 million Euros compared to the likes of Ronaldo, who hasn't got that massive price tag, who's probably a better player than Messi in my eyes?
3: So, why do you feel
2: uh, he's got that much of
3: a tag on him? I think it's, again, it goes down to the marketing aspect. The amount of money that they fought out for Messi to stay at Barcelona for so long. Um, it's a case of the investment is there uh, for Barcelona, or the, the money for their paying off the marketing losses that Messi would take with him when he goes uh, somewhere else, it the impacts them heavily. Um, so I think it's always a case of we will. It, it basically shows that the guy is priceless to Barcelona because it just it, the, the the fiscals or the financial side of it would just be uh, cataclysmic if he was to leave.
2: Yeah, simple as that.
1: <laughs> good, 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 yeah. good choice of word though, Jack. I like that.
3: It,
2: yeah, well, I'm just got in the dictionary out now to understand what it meant, Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Jack, moving on from Messi saga now. We've done that. Uh, we're coming up to the start of the prem this week and the news has just come out that Riyad Mahrez and Laporte have tested positive for uh, Corona. How big of a hit is that for Man City?
1: Yeah, uh, look, it's... It's not the be all and end all. And, you know, obviously, Manchester City don't play in the first week anyway. So, yeah, luckily, that's a bonus for Pep and for both those two players, for Mares and Laporte. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hit. Obviously, we, we've we talked about Laporte's importance uh, in defence for Man City on, on this podcast before. Um, mm-hmm. He is a miss. Um, obviously, we've got Ake to probably come in and, t- and take his place while he's out still quarantining. Um, or isolate them. Um, Mahrez also a hit, you know, but they do have, you know, Sterling could play out there, Bernardo Silva, um, Ferran Torres, the new signing can also, you know, is also a winger. So they've got options, but yeah, they're too, uh, I'd say, Laporte's, actually, maybe not. Mm, yeah. All right. Laporte potentially more mess than Mares purely mm. because of the fact they've got more cover out wide. Um, yeah. But last season, you know, Myra's played a lot more than he did the season prior to that. So, And he was starting to find a bit of form under Pep. So,
3: yeah, it's a miss.
1: It's, it's not, like I say, it's not the end of the world, you know. Um, and, you know, luckily for them, they've got the first weekend off. So, but yeah, it's a little bit of a mess, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to move on to the Premier League. I'm not going to go through the fixtures, lads. So, I'm going to save up for the... Uh for the live and then the next podcast we can go over the, the uh, fixtures and results um, so I'm just going to go straight on to a bit of transfer news Jacko Ryan Fraser has finally found a club he's gone to Newcastle yep. do you feel that's a good fit for him or do you feel that would be a sort of form of sort of style fit again at Newcastle
3: no I I, I think that's a good fit for both player and club um, I, I think with the the players that they've brought in this summer I think Newcastle will do. I think Newcastle will do well. Um, You know, Wilson, twenty million, Fraser. They've bought in Mm. a left back. Can't think who it is they've bought in. Um, Name escapes me. But the the transfer business that Newcastle have done this summer has been very good, and I think it's a good fit for him. It's, you know, it's a case of. I think it might be a bit similar to Wilson's situation because obviously Villa were paying about the same much, uh, the same amount as well. But Wilson felt that Newcastle was a safer bet to stay in the Premier League than Villa this season. So I have a very feeling that Fraser will go down the same route. Yeah, you got sort of guarantees.
2: Newcastle obviously had a bid accepted, Jacko, for Lewis from Norwich.
3: That's for it. F- yeah, fifteen mil. So yeah.
2: I mean, again, mm. like you just said, it's a great signing. That is. So, I mean, you've got to give credit to uh, Steve Bruce, surely?
3: Yeah, you've got to give great credit to all of them up there. Obviously, you don't know if it's Steve Bruce that is making the signings or they've got a direction from base or a particular recruitment team in the situation. But I do think their moves in the right direction for Newcastle. I really do. Yeah. You know, these guys, Lewis, and Lewis mainly, but the, all of them have got a lot of... Service time to give in the Premier League, so they've got sort of three, four, five years there. Um, it's obviously Lewis Moore. Um, so yeah, I do think they're good fits for Newcastle, and it, it's nice to see because I'd like to see Newcastle start doing a bit better. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, um, Jack, you can answer this one for me, um, Matty Cash. You you must know a lot about him coming from the Championship. He's now signed for Villa for sixteen mil. Now, I've never really seen Cash play. How do
1: you feel he'll fit in the Prem and in the Villa squad? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good sider, mate. Um can start to appreciate him now. He's no longer a good Forest player. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, he should fit in well at uh, Villa. Um, he's a good player, he's young. Um, and uh, I think Villa fans have got, have got a decent little player on their hands there.
2: Yeah, do you think he'll get first-team football?
1: Yeah, that's that's any issue. Um, maybe. Maybe. Um, that's the one thing, isn't it? Um, maybe he will get a in the fixtures, maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know how, what the what the plans are there for Dean Smith. Um, mm. Be interesting to see. I think he's definitely capable of playing in the Premier League. Um, just a case of whether or not is there better is there better players at right back. I'm trying to think. He played right back last season for Villa. He's
3: uh, a French bloke. Can't think of his name straight off my head. Um, um, and you've yeah. got that ta- target. Target. He's left back, isn't he? Target. Target. Left back. Oh is he?
1: Yeah.
3: I th- yeah. I think you I think you will start, mate. I think um Uh yeah, just quickly, yeah. I, I think Cash is gonna be the number one right back for, for Villa this season. Yeah. I, I think he's a very versatile player. Um he's played all down the right side for for Forest over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. That's Jack. all right, mate.
2: Well, Jacko, you you were like this one, so I'm gonna give this one to you. So um Havert. I highly doubt I will. Havertz has gone to Chelsea. You've been on about him on the previous yeah. pods. You said he was near mm-hmm. enough going to come over. He has came over. Yeah. Now, surely yeah. that's some quality signing, that is, with the team they've signed as well. as.
3: The signings that Chelsea have made this season is now going to put a lot of pressure on Lampard to get a good performance out of the team this year. Um, they've got cover all over the place. Um. So you know they they should realistically they should be able to to sort of compete on multiple fronts. Yeah, and if they don't get, I, I think if they do not get finished there, it will be a fact. Fabulous-
1: quick question for you, Jacko: Do you reckon they? Do you think they're good enough to win the league?
3: I think if they can keep this team next season, they, they've got a better chance of it. I don't think they will this season. Yeah, no. I Although saying that, saying that, if Man City don't sort out the defensive side, I, I think they give Man City a gun for them. I think, I think,
2: my opinion on that, I think, come on. they're going to be hard to stop, and I feel they probably it would probably go down to the wire. I've just got to look at how they picked up after after the lockdown period. It's like wow. You know what I mean, and now he's now he's brought in
3: these more bella players. You think it's frightening? My, it's my only and... no no, I, I totally agree because that, that side is the best side, in, one of the best sides in the Premier League. My my only concern is at times tactically, I don't think he's got that now shit. We saw it in the cup final. Well, the first, first fifty or first fifteen minutes of that final, yeah. they were on it. And Arsenal started playing it ball over the top and he didn't change anything. And time and time again, they got beat by it and it cost them. I I just feel tactically that there's a couple of, there there may be a couple of things he will need to do. Now, whether or not it's going to be a lot easier for him this year, with the fact that he's got better quality players than he would have had last season, um, you don't know. I just feel that's that's the, where the stumbling block would be. Yeah. Time will so, tell. <laughs> but, but player quality-wise, Chelsea have got a, an unbelievably good squad there. Mm. They really have. Um, I'm going to stay with you, Jacko,
2: as well. Leicester have made one signing at the minute um, with Timothy Castagna. Now, yeah. he can play left-back, right-back. He's played in the Champions League. Do you feel that's a good fit? considering they've obviously got rid of their left-back, Chilwell. Do you reckon this is the right fit for Leicester? Or would you have gone for someone with a bit more Premier League experience?
3: Um, I wouldn't necessarily need say you need to get someone with Premier League experience, bearing in mind Atalanta have, have sort of come out of nowhere for the last sort of couple of seasons and have started competing with the likes of Inter Milan, Juventus, Roma, Napoli, Lazio. So I think they've got they've obviously got a, a good squad there. I think there's always that sort of transition period. Um, you know, the, the occasionally, certain players have found it difficult to transition from not necessarily a a more a, a an equal physically demanding league than the Premier League. Hmm. Um, I, I think the pace of the game in Italy is slightly different. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he how he starts but I think it's a good signing then they needed somebody um definitely I, I don't I know you were quite excited about Alonso I just don't think he would have been a right fit for Leicester mm. um target I wasn't overly convinced that they needed something um so yeah so it'll be interesting to see how Castagne gets on Yeah I can't wait to see him play mate I'm quite excited about signing um
2: Jack I'm going to give you uh, Leeds United that have made hell of a lot of signings. Uh, but the most standout one for you, mate, well, what you can talk about to the listeners, is Rodrigo from Valencia. £27 million signing. Do you know much about him and how do you think he'll do in the press?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a great signing, especially for a newly promoted team to bring in someone... Um sort of that ilk and calibre I think yeah they've done well to bring him um, um, I don't know too much about him um, mm. but I think he's capable of scoring goals in the Premier League how many I don't know um, he's definitely a lot better than the strikers they've got currently you know he's a lot better than Banff and, and people like that yeah. um, I think that was probably the criticism of a lot of Leeds fans that the you know their strikers don't score enough goals so get get one in who's um you know, is international. Watched watched him against Germany. He looked all right, to be fair. So, um, I think Leeds fans have got, you know, the, other than the fact that they've in the Premier League for the first time in God knows how long, I think they've got a lot to be excited by Rodrigo, yeah. yeah. Are you,
3: yeah. Just, just quickly, Greeny, yeah, chat, on, do you not feel that it's slightly reminiscent of what Villa and Fulham have done? Or do you think that the level of player that... Leeds had if they didn't make those signings wouldn't keep them up?
1: Uh, I'm 50-50, mate. I think, as we spoke about time and time again on there, you have to find that balance. Um, I actually think had Leeds not signed anyone, they could potentially stay up anyway.
3: Right. Why are you on that, Jack? Why are you you
1: talking on
2: that? Let's just go through some of their signings. Sam Greenwood of Arsenal, not really well known. Cody Drama from Fulham, Mm. not known. Charlie Allen from Linfield, mm. not known. Joe Gellart from Wigan. I know him, but not rated. Jack Harrison from Man City on loan. Never really heard of him. Robin Cox from Freiburg. Never heard of him. So And the other one is Helder Costa from Wolves. So... Mm. I get what Jacko's saying and I don't feel them players, what they've signed, are are strong enough players to compete in that sort of league.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. The majority of those players, the likes of Greenwood and a couple of of the others, Do I don't think they're going to be first-teamers straight away. I I think they're there for potential future development.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, you, you
2: could be right. I mean, the only ones what you would think, Jacko, is possibly... Obviously, Rodrigo, and
1: you're going to probably take helder Costa. Robin
3: Cocker, well, uh, as well. Yeah, the Cocker as well. He's, yeah. I think he's going to be their number one right-back this year because I don't, with, with all, you know, no due, no disrespect to Luke Ayling, Um I don't see him as a Premier League right-back. I'd see him as centre-half. Mm. I just don't think he'd have the, have the quality as a right-back. Um, so, I, I definitely think Cocker would be the better choice. Um, helder Costa... I think he was on loan there last yeah. year. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, so that is probably because he's set, settled well with the side. And Wolves did that, uh, to be fair, um, a similar sort of thing where they bought players in, they got used to them, they got them promoted, and then they sort of performed well in the first team. Obviously, Rodrigo's the, the main money signing so far. Um, I just I know they've spent a bit of money on on Rodrigo. Cock and, and Costa and I just wondered if it was a case that was slowly going down the route of Villa and Fulham.
1: Yeah. I, I think I, they are. I don't know I if they are. are. I think, like I said, I think it's 50-50. I don't think... You've got to, you, you've got to take them off the rough with the smooth, though. You've got to sign some players and you've got to... Uh, do you know what I mean? You can't... You can try and...
2: Uh, I just don't think they're the big enough players, Yeah, you. but uh, I really again,
1: it comes down to budget and it comes down to, you know, who yeah. they've got. I honestly think give. I'm not saying Leeds are going to finish, you know, like Sheffield United did last season. I think I just think they've got a little bit enough to stay about. And I, I don't know why. I don't even like Leeds. I, I'd love to see them go down, but I, for some reason, I've got a good instinct that's going to say they're staying up. So,
2: I really hope your good instinct. Well, so, so do I, mate. I. I, can't, I can't. stand <laughs> Leeds, so I'm happy. To While we're still under the talk of uh, transfers, I'm going to stick with Jack because I don't think Jack would like this one. I think you'd prefer this one, Jack. Sheffield United have brought in two goalkeepers. That's all they've brought in. Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth, 18.5 mil, and Wes Fodderingham from Rangers. <laughs> Explain, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> why, does, why doesn't Jack allow that
3: one? I, I, well, I was going to say, I, him, get... I, I don't know why. I, I don't have an issue with Sheffield United or all the players they've <laughs> no, in.
2: Well... I thought I gave you Potch's son last time, and that was piss poor. And this is yeah. two piss poor signing so I thought I'll give
3: it to Jack. Mm, mm, no, no, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I think one of them is probably a piss poor sardine. I don't think, right. think Foddering.
3: I do, I do as well. Which one do you think's the piss poor one, Jack? Fodderingham.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to agree, I think both of them. No, piss poor, I think. Well, we spoke about it before, don't we? About Ramsdale. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I don't rate that Ramsdale at all. Okay, I think I think he's doing a good job for Bournemouth. Um, I think he's a good replacement, Dean Henderson. Like like I said on here before, he played for Bournemouth last season, done a great job. Played for Sheffield United as well.
2: He's no, he's no Dean. No, he's person, not. Though, hey, is he? But you
1: know, as we spoke about before, about Sheffield United, they don't have the budget to be bringing in. But eighteen
2: and a half million, Jack, for for Ramsdale now well, to me that's overpriced yeah it
1: probably is overpriced at the minute really, but if you think about his age and the longevity of a goalkeeper it's probably value mm.
2: um, but how many games did he play for Bournemouth though Jack I don't know in, in his career not many I mean he's never really been the number one he's only got just in dead. the season just gone due to obviously injuries and Begovic and all that lot yeah no so he's only no, got in
1: At any one point, you someone's got to be given a chance, and he took his chance very well. I thought, I thought he was in a poor defensive team. He was, you know, he he had a lot of work to do because of the the team that he was in. But I mean, you know, he made thirty-seven appearances in three years at at Bournemouth. Um, You know, he's not paid a lot anyway throughout his career. But like I say, he's he's still young, and I think
2: so. If you put him in the bracket. This is for you, Jack and Jacko. Can you see him getting an England call-up over the likes of Nick Pope, Tom Eaton, um, Pickford? Can you see him breaking into that England squad? Not at the
1: current moment in time. Henderson, no. no. But maybe, maybe I don't know. Five, ten years down the line, maybe you don't know, do you? I think the current crop of goalkeepers England have got are better than him. Yeah, but as I've said, he's not mm. played a massive amount of games. But the games that he did play he impressed me. And he's, he's yeah, twenty-two. Right. Yeah, so. He's twenty-two, and I, and as I've said on there before, goalkeepers get better with age. You never know. He he could prove mm. to be, as I've said, mate. I think eighteen mil for is possibly not just the current moment, but it's looking further down the line at that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Mean, what you make of? Go on, Jack.
2: Sorry, Jack, I
3: was just, say, just just quickly on that. If you have a look at the inflation of how much goalkeepers are going for nowadays. Kepper came in at 75 million and he's not set the world alight in the Premier League. Pickford was, what, 30 million? <clears throat> yeah. And he had a good first season and he's looked a bit shaky since. Ramsdale mm. has the potential to be a future England goalkeeper. Uh, I agree that the crop of England goalkeepers we have at the moment, you've, you've got four or five there that are ahead of him, which is absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. But mm-hmm. by the time sort of two or three of those are, are, are gone and retired and are not playing international football anymore, the likelihood is you will have Pickford and you'll have Henderson and you will need A another. And if Ramsdale can play as well as he has done last season, I, I certainly think he will be within a shout. I think another thing as well, apart from Aki, Bournemouth's defence was pretty poor. And I'd said before on previous podcasts that him and Aki, Ramsdale and Aki, were the two best defensive players at Bournemouth last season. The problem was mm. everywhere else on the pitch. I think Sheffield United defensively are a very, very good side. And I think if they have a good shot stopper in what Ramsdale is, then I, I, I mm. certainly feel that Sheffield United have done well there. I don't think they would, as Jack's pointed out, I, I, I can't see how they were going to record Henderson, especially on a five-year deal. You'd be looking at more Keppa money than you would Pickford money. Um, Fodderingham is there as a backup if worst comes to the worst. That's that's it. That um, you know if he gets a, he'll most likely get a couple of appearances in the cups. Uh, and Ramsdale will be be the number one goalkeeper. But I think I, me personally, I think is a very good signing for Sheffield United.
2: Yeah, I I just feel they could have got better for the price. Yeah, but again,
3: it's it's one of those questions as Jack's mentioned before. You don't know what the budget is, and if they haven't got thirty million to spend on a goalkeeper, your better chances looking. Could you get
2: a loan, Edo, Jacko? Yeah, but again, let's say you put in for Romero at United on a loan. Yeah, but you don't know how
3: much United are going to want on loan fees.
2: Possibly not. And and at
3: the end of the season, season, you haven't got that player. He goes back to your, you know, you're losing out there. And you've still got that same problem the following season. What
2: about signing someone like um, Man City, obviously, offloaded uh, Claudio Bravo. And he was a great... I can't afford to pay his
3: wage, probably. Yeah, I don't... I
2: don't know, though, Jack. If he wants to step down... uh, Not step down, but... Stay in the Prem. He might even take no, a way I.
3: I never rated Claudio Bravo anyway. No. I, I really, really do. Oh, I think they can be happy uh, who they've got. Yeah. I really do.
2: Yeah, fair cut. Fair cut. We'll um, obviously talk a bit more about uh, that move on the uh, Facebook Live and get some comments off off the viewers and see what they feel. Um Jacko, Donny Van der Beek's gone mm. United, 39 mil from Ajax. Yeah. Another sign in, another great one by um Oli Gunnar. Mm. I mean, do you reckon he'll be a good player to have for United? This I year? I
3: think he'll be an interesting fit. It it obviously the big question that surrounds that is is Pogba staying or going. If Pogba is staying, how are they going to work? Fernandez, Pogba and Beek in the same side. Um, you know, I, I definitely think he's got potential there to be a great midfielder or one of the greats. Um, I, I just, uh, at the moment for me, it's interesting to see how they will set up with those three behind Rashford, mm. Martial and Greenwood next season. Yeah, it be interesting. I mean, what do you make of it as well, Jack?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's, it's an exciting sign-up for United fans. Um, he looks an exciting prospect. Um I suppose the question is, can he Can he do it in the Premier League? Um, can he do it consistently? Can he fit in with the style of, of playing the Premier League? But, yeah, I think they can be excited. Um, I think just reiterating what Jacko said, uh, is Pogba going? How uh, are they going to fit them three in? How are they going to fit their... Are they going to change formations to compensate to play those three? I think that's the only, only thing you, you'd ask, especially with um, the choice of attacking talents they've got as well. I feel like Dolly van der Beek can play... Sort of in behind the strikers as well, so it'll be interesting to see where he fits into yeah. that side.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask Jacko the question what he asked you, Jack. Um, Jacko, do you feel United have got enough to win the league this year?
3: I don't. I think Marlon King touched on it when when he he did his little bit with us the other week that. Um some of these clubs probably will play a lot better without fans there because the pressure isn't there as much. Yeah. I think we saw from United, especially, if you compare how United played before. uh, All right, yes, they started on a good run after Fernandes came in, you get that. But a a lot of those players were under a lot of pressure by the fans to perform. The fans were then taken out of the equation due to the pandemic. Mm. And United played some of the best football I've seen them play for a long time. So I feel at the moment, and United have a good chance of, of certainly cementing a top four place. Um, I certainly feel it, it brings back the old adage of the top six, whereas it's been usually just sort of two of them, maybe three of them, and then the rest have just been there or thereabouts. So I, I don't, I don't think United can. I, I think. A couple of questions are: Is the how you're going to have a good season? Are Lindelof and Maguire going to be as consistent as they were after the restart? Um, can Wan-Bissaka push on? Uh, is who's the starting left back for United? Is it Williams or Shaw? So there's there's a couple of questions there, and obviously one issue as well is if they have Van der Beek, Pogba, and Fernandes as a midfield three are they going to have one of those as a defensively-minded player? And if mm. so, who is it likely to be? And will they actually be able to fulfil that role? If not, mm. then they're going to have to look at playing a more defensive-minded midfielder. there. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Like, again, it's like you said, it's had a set-up, in it? Yeah, I think attacking-wise, if, if Martial Greenwood and Rashford play as well as they did after the restart, they do this season, I I think that's going to be a frightening from three. I really do. I I think it could be as good as uh, Marno, Firmino and Salah. Um,
1: But,
3: again, it's one of those, If can they hit the ground running or are they going to sort of start slowly? Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I
2: mean, we're just coming to the end near enough now, lads. I'm just going to go one more for the EFL signing and I'll send this to Jack. Uh, Jack, Sunderland re-signed Danny Graham from Blackburn. What do you make of that? He's obviously getting on a bit now. I think he's 30. He's got to be in his 30s, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, so, he's quite an old player. Do you reckon he'll do the job at Sunderland?
1: Thanks for this one,
3: Greeny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think he will. you will. You've watched Sunderland till I die, Jack. You should know everything about. Yeah, I should. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think they should be going for someone that's a little bit better than Danny Graham because <laughs> it's the same. It's the same situation. there I and again, he'll score about eight goals all season, and, and that'll be it. And he'll, he'll probably score about four and four in the first four games, and then pretty much score again until like January February time. So, um, yeah, I think that he played for like Blackburn, didn't he? Last season, or the season before, and yeah. He, He's got. I think he's got like ten goals or something at Blackburn. Um, it, it's a, it's one of them going. They say he neither here nor there signing for me. Um, I mean, like you say, he's getting on a bit now. so He's had to drop down to League One, um, but I'd, I think he'll be all right, Greenie. To be honest with you, mate. <laughs> I don't <think laughs> need
3: To make <laughs> to, to,
2: to make it fair, I'll finish off with Jacko. <laughs> Now, Jack, I'm going across to your old mate you um, from Millwall. Is your, your Cardiff manager, yeah. uh, Mr. Harris, he's just signed Curtis Nelson. Yeah, on a permanent
3: from Oxford. Yes. Now, what do you know about him? Um, centre half and a pretty <laughs> robust centre half, in that. Um, I think mm. you know Cardiff. Morrison's getting on a bit. Bamba's getting on a bit. They're they're needing a, a a bit of a bridge between the youngsters that are coming through and the old guard that are going out. I think Curtis Nelson is is good enough to do that. Um I I I think questions are already going to be asked of Harris, especially after obviously losing the play final and then obviously having the result against Northampton the way he did. Mm. Um I think it's going to be an interesting start to his season. Um, I, begrudgingly, I want him to do well, but I don't want Cardiff to do well at the same time because I think he's one less of the uh, the crop that Mill will have to try and get through to look at a, maybe sneaking a playoff spot.
2: Well, there we go. You've heard it all there, boys. That's We're going to call it a day there, blood. Um, for all the listeners out there, get in touch again after extra time, 2020 at gmail.com. You can also message us on Facebook after extra time, also on Twitter after extra time again. And You can also see us on Facebook live on Friday, boys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday, Thursday, Friday. whenever Friday. it's good.
2: Thursday, Friday, yeah, just keep checking our Facebook page um, and it will tell you on there. And I think we've got Jack uh, Jacko.
3: Yeah, it's live me next week, week.
2: yeah. And it's Jacko's podcast as well, so stay tuned in for that. It
3: would sound a lot more polished than Grady's one.
2: The return of the football boys. Yay. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah. Bit more po- bit more polished than mine because uh, I got the shit week and Jacko's got the best week. Yeah, I
3: know. <laughs> yeah, <and> your preparation <laughs> was shit. Your preparation was shit as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. You knew about it for a whole part-
1: week. Of, I've not done anything.
3: Oh, well oh well <sighs> I'll throw it, through it, it'll be fine
2: <laughs> I, I think this happened last time when we first set the pod up I'm sure I got the shit week and Jaco started off with the league No,
3: you started off with sure. the first week back you pleb, you could have had the shit week
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, alright I'll let you off, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But while we're there, quick one, Jacko. 12th, the 13th episode now, I think yes, this
3: is. <laughs> now, I'm, it's a milestone I'm not overly excited yet. When we get to 25 and then 50, I might be a bit more excited.
2: Yeah, but um, just a massive thanks to everyone who keeps listening yeah, in and keeps tuning in onto our Facebook. Um, I'm sure I'm speaking with Jack and Jacko. They're, they'll say the same. Um, Jack, you got anything to add
1: before we go, mate? No, I think, is it my 10th pod to I don't know. It is yeah, a it is. Pod, yeah, it is. there you go. Yeah. Another little milestone. Tenth pod for me. Oh, there's your, yeah, there's sure your tenth is,
3: yeah. We've already had us. Hello,
1: <laughs> Jacko. I think
2: that's his. That's his tenth, Jacko. But it's surely got to be his last.
3: Hot again. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know because I'll have to put up with you more, <laughs> more often without Jack trying to sort of back me up. Here. I think <laughs> I'll be struggling. <laughs>
2: um, before we go again, Jacko, you got to say, Ad?
3: No, just thanks very much again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, even with the uh, presentation skills lacking this week. <laughs> um, normal service will be resumed uh, next Sunday, I assure you. Um, but hopefully, we'll talk a lot more about Millwall Is and it, less about Leicester. <laughs> Is a quiz next
2: week, and all, Jacko?
3: Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So there we go for the, the, just the uh, questions out. the listeners they can hear Greeny uh, beat Jack. The any
3: any topics that the listeners fancy um, getting our guys quizzed on, then obviously email me in. Um, any requests I'm grateful, I might do it on Cup winners, but not Continental Cup winners. Mm. There we go. Get, revi- get revising, Jack.
1: Do you know what? It's funny you should say that. I actually had a look at FA Cup winners earlier on Wikipedia. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so... I'll keep you looking at it. i keep my eyes peeled. Yeah.
2: yeah. On that I won't note, give
3: any more. Much more away.
2: Yeah, exactly. On that note, boys, you've been listening to After Extra Time. I'm your host, Greeny, and with me is Jack and Alex. Enjoy Good the rest you. of your day. And we'll speak again on the Facebook Live, boys.
1: Cheers. Yeah. Take care, Cheers, boys. Bye.
0: Podcast Network. Plus.